calling all lovers of mystery and fans of a good story. If you haven't already heard me talk about June's journey, you're in for a treat. It's time to don your detective hat in this free hidden object mobile game that delves into the captivating journey of June Parker, a self-proclaimed detective on a quest to unravel the mystery surrounding her sister's untimely death. In June's journey, you get to play as June, deciphering clues and unveiling secret plots within thousands of beautifully illustrated scenes. And did I mention it's set in the glitzy 1920s? New chapters are added weekly, so you will never run out of new thrills to uncover. And you can also personalize and decorate your very own Orchid Island where the story takes place. How sharp are your detective skills? Find out when you download June's Journey on your Android or iOS device, or play online via Facebook games. Your detective journey awaits. Hey there, it's Rachel Ballinger, and I am thrilled to invite you to Rachel Uncensored, my podcast where I get real with my friends and celebrity guests, where we talk about all sorts of topics. From personal stories to hot-button issues, we cover it all. New episodes drop every Wednesday, so make sure you tune in on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Trust me, you won't want to miss out on the fun and candid conversations we have here on Rachel Uncensored. Welcome to Fireteam Chat, IGN's Destiny Show. Thank you for joining us. Joining me today is CJ Gibson. What's up? Fran Mirabella. Hey, Guardians. Sean Finnegan. Hello. We let him talk today. <laughs> Thank you. This is a new intro. <laughs> On today's show, we're going to be talking about our reactions to the reveal now that we've had some time to let it all sink in. We're going to talk about some follow-ups to the news that came out of that event. And we're going to talk about changes coming to Destiny 2. Let's get right into it. CJ, you were there. I was Fran, there. you were there. Yeah, I was. Sean, you were was not. not there. You were not there. What was it like watching back home? I mean, it was cool because we make a really big production of these reveals here, and so we took our we took a lot of time to do a great pre and post show that Damon and Jose hosted. There was a mm-hmm. lot of great analysis and a great reaction content, and then sitting here and watching it with the people in the control room, like uh, Duggan and Alexio and uh, Jose and Damon out here on the stage, like it was just it was it was nice to like sit back and kind of be a fan. It was cool. Was anybody getting hyped? Yeah, I mean, I was. You were? <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'm sitting, I was, you know, Duggan himself is a fan, but didn't play too much of the first one because he's a PC guy, but I was sitting there that like. That is. Well, I mean, yeah, yeah that BNN yeah, is, yeah. he was wigging out about, but even just during that intro cinematic leading into the gameplay demo, I was like smiling ear to ear. It was just everything yeah. I kind of wanted to see. Yeah, I don't know if we got a chance to talk about that in, uh, on our reveal and review, the after show mm-hmm. that we did uh, late at night. Um, go to IGN.com slash Destiny2Live. <laughs> there you you go. can watch That's all good. of our content from we the were, reveal. Yeah. We were yeah, tired. It was we fun. did, yeah. So Sean produced that pre and post show, as we called it, around the press conference in the morning. We followed up at 8 p.m. Pacific time with this, like, man, we barely made it in that room alive. <laughs> but we did it, and we were alive for about 90 minutes just reacting. But I was trying to remember. I don't know if we talked about – call it the sensation of when we first – Saw it, uh, and I, I was resonating from what you just said, Sean. I was like, I when I saw like Zavala, like <sighs> like wake oh, up, that and I, that cinematic just, was fantastic. I totally so got, I, I, just when I did it, I got like goosebumps. I like that's what we want to see is that like cinematic yeah. power. And man, like I'm stoked to see more of those scenes. And that's what 
I just keep saying, man, I'm, I'm, I'm afraid there's not enough of them now because they're so mm-hmm. good. Dude, it did that fantastic thing that you're supposed to do in filmmaking. Show, don't tell. Don't yes. tell me how ghosts work in the grimoire. Show how they yeah. work. And they did that with Zavala. Oh, ghosts revive people. Oh, all the ghosts are gone. That's going to be a big deal for Destiny 2. And I think uh, anybody can understand that. Yeah. I thought, it, yeah, like just that it was so easy to describe now. Like we fight, we die, we live again. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah, that is how it works. Like, thank you for explaining <laughs> yeah. that. Like, yeah. But it was done in like three seconds. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's funny that I was talking to people about the story. And like even though I know a lot more, like just, again, that cinematic where it was like, yeah, there's this big dude up in the sky that has all this power and this light and like he read yeah the traveler obviously but uh meaning it just like it's pretty simple to understand now the way they've broken it down and there's Mm -hmm. like these three amazing you know vanguards around you that are have these superpowers that you know you probably can gain right that you're seeing in it and i don't know i feel like they're doing a really good job with like it's easy to understand and it looks really cool so now that it's settled cj for you how do you feel about the reveal of Destiny 2, are you still as excited for it as you Super were at the excited. event? Yeah, I mm-hmm. mean, just even that moment after you realize you're in the tower fighting, watching that ship come up and do whatever it's doing to the Traveler, and you're just like, uh-oh, <laughs> this isn't good. And, like, the six, like, prongs come out, and it's like, is the Traveler dying? Is it going to yeah. get split in half? They're trying to get the light. They're trying to, like, yeah, it's like take the light. <laughs> yeah, so you have to take out Gary. But, yeah, that kind of stuff still resonates with me. I do get emotional thinking about it. I don't know. It happens to me every time. They're supers, watching them activate themselves for the first time, seeing Cade as a, the golden gun and Zavala with the orb there, holding people back. I thought they did a really good job at emotionally connecting with people. When you've heard just about stories the whole time, you haven't seen it. That was It's still, yeah, thinking about it was awesome. Yeah, I really liked it. Definitely. The gameplay is great. I did talk about my concern uh with bringing in new players that Bungie might face. I talked about that on Unlocking. Check that out, youtube.com slash Unlocked. For us, we're stoked. We're in. Yeah. We played it. For people who aren't as familiar. I haven't played it. Yeah. <laughs> you saw it, though. But, yeah, Duggan, that's what I'm wondering. So you were with Duggan mm-hmm. now. He's obviously wanting to get into it. What was his reaction like? Because I was wondering if he felt a, a connection with it. Yeah, I mean, he enjoyed it. He thinks it looks really cool. But truth be told, like, he's always thought that. Mm-hmm. It's right. just that he really, really wants to play on PC because why wouldn't you want to play on PC, uh, the platform being what it is, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah I think he's, he's exactly the people that we were talking about before the reveal of, like, there's all these people that would have played – on if, PC. If they just yeah. did this and it looks amazing and then hey as it turns out it runs really awesome and it looks great mm-hmm. um so yeah I, I know that he's excited to get in there yeah i mean he he's super stoked to get on the game and that again the blizzard news like when they cut to a package like we have a very special guest like we were all initially he yeah. goes gaben 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 and i was like wait is it gonna be gaben and then he was like and then the they cut to the package and he goes wait mike morheim Wait! Oh my God! And then like that was his reaction. Like, the, and I don't know if people who aren't uh, PC people understand kind of the gravity of that announcement. It's the first non-Blizzard game to be on Battle.net. It's yeah. a big deal. And not only not only that that is big news in and of itself, but just look at who you're talking about, right? Like Blizzard is uh, a, a top tier PC developer with a legacy of multiplayer games and strong multiplayer focused communities that goes way back into the early, like into the early nineties when yeah. Battle.net was invented. So like for a company like that to come in and be like, we believe in destiny and not just saying that, but to show it by putting this game on their platform, it's a, it's a big show of like, we believe in it in a really great way. And that's really exciting for PC people. That they get a really big rev share 
paycheck cuts. Well, no, that but I too. Do. But you don't put that in the promo <laughs> material. No, yeah. Yeah. Meaning, I think they'll obviously <laughs> share in some of the success. But uh, I, I could. It seems like a very good match for but the also, Overwatch community, right? Like the business, like that. It's already weird because you say like they might be sharing, right? But they're already kind of doing that since Activision Blizzard yeah. is the parent mm-hmm. company of both Activision and mm-hmm. Blizzard. So they're already in a way kind of sharing these right. things. It's but weird. like any business runs, it actually you do look at how is Blizzard running, how is Activision top level, uh, etc. You look at each individual part of the business and all that rolls up. Anyway, I don't mean that as a, a mean comment or anything, but like that's part of it. I think Blizzard now gets to share the success but the silver lining is they should be very motivated to share their ideas to make sure it works and like that's obviously why it's a good thing in the end mm-hmm. um but yeah just thinking about that what clicked with me immediately was like i think they're gonna have like special promotions to get overwatch yeah. players to come over they're gonna have For special sure. events and like i think that's where it's gonna be really interesting if oh you my God, what, if, what if there's a guardian in overwatch <laughs> Oh yeah, a little cross. Like oh, the opposite, yeah. like, new character, you can play K6. The, yeah. the Traveler. <laughs> yeah. exactly. I actually think they're gonna have like <laughs> the uh, or no, like who's the who's the orb. who's the yeah. gunslinger character in Overwatch? What's his name? McCree. 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 Oh yeah. yeah. McCree. What if there's like a K6 skin a for creeper? him? Uh, That'd be really yeah, cool. Crossover. Story wise, yeah. The I mean, that won't happen. The Reaper could have a speaker. <laughs> it will be. <laughs> yeah. It would be interesting Rabbit to see if, if you think they would have fun with that in the Destiny universe. So when you look at the story, and there's a jack o' lantern and an Oryx, you know, paper mask, and like if they suddenly have a McCree mask, like. Do you think they'd be willing Cross to do off. that, or they'd be like, "I'll bet you that it's, it's more likely that Destiny does that as opposed to Overwatch." Like, I don't right. see there ever being like a Guardian skin in Overwatch because the There's Overwatch, yeah, because well, just the way that Blizzard has built the Overwatch universe out, like from the characters mm-hmm. outwards, uh, it doesn't like that would feel very unintuitive for that universe. See, I think the same thing about Destiny. Too like when it's uh, the big Halloween event or whatever. If yeah. they do those in Destiny Two, I still feel like it'd be weird to like have um, like a Pharaoh, you know, mask mm-hmm. or whatever. I yeah. just yeah. it they, just would be weird in the world. We'll see. This is fun. We're supposed to be reacting to the yeah. event, though. <laughs> That's all really <laughs> really event. exciting stuff. Uh, I think for me, obviously, the the best part of the event is that campaign. The campaign yeah. looks absolutely fantastic. Seeing the tower being attacked. Yeah. Zavala being there and you being able to interact and be in a battle with him helping yeah. you. 100%. It's just like, man, that's what we wanted. That and was we're getting super it. cool. Yeah. 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 Can we talk about how that works for a second in the gameplay? Yeah, go ahead. So, you know, when you watch any gameplay demo, it's always interesting because they go in. I actually don't like the way they – there's a traditional way they do it. You know, they, like, go in and there's a pan. Yeah, they, yeah, and then right, they the big audience event, see, and then yeah. like, you know, like it's a why camera. Do you, why do you hate that? So here's what I don't like. It's just anyway, not how this, you play. Not where I'm going into it. Fran would rather teabag no, on the cabal. You are supposed <laughs> to no, look at the ground exactly. and shoot no, 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 it a few times. You are the guardian. Yeah, and your reaction to seeing that would not be. So no problem. It looks nice and it's smooth. Yeah, but meaning, meaning you can't have like camera effects that you're using your first person for. But meaning it would like a little more like call it misdirection and putting that aside though. What I was going to say is it looks real smooth, right? And they get in that Brand bubble. Scam. He falls back. He hides behind a pillar. He crouches. Yeah. <laughs> he heals up. Reloads. Changes his outfit. Runs away. Yeah, my hands are over my face. Yeah. But no, what I was getting at is the actual gameplay I thought was interesting. When you see Zavala, where he's like, I forget what he says. It's like, uh, they're coming at us again, you know, get, you get with me or whatever. Yeah. So when they did the demo, like I sort of, I don't know, I didn't think about it yet. But when I actually played it, you're there the first time, conveniently, however it works, you happen to be in the right spot, I think. 
Um, but you might not be. And what happened, he pulls that bubble open another time or two during that encounter yeah. that we saw. But, like, I wasn't in it for one of them. I didn't realize what was going on. Obviously, I was processing yeah, so really? much. I'm surprised. But he does, yeah. <laughs> Do you really he die does, if you don't get in the yes. bubble? Yeah. Oh, that's yeah. Cool. So he, yeah. you die if you don't get in the bubble. But he does clearly. He's like, he yells at you. He's like, get back in here, sort of. Um, so not so only does he communicate that game, you're supposed to be shut there. Up. You know what <laughs> <laughs> he communicates you're supposed to be there multiple times. Fran, you're going to die there's if you a, don't do this. There's but, a large uh, glowing orb that seems to be protecting us. Your back. People. I wish you could no, save but, that gameplay. But the gameplay demo was awesome. I was just like, it's funny. how Some of those highly scripted moments, the point I'm trying to make is you really got to know where they're at and pay attention and follow the cues. Or you miss that sometimes. Yeah. Meaning good. when stuff lands and crashes, like I almost missed um, – the I think it was the Nova bomb that um, Akora, uh, right? Akora threw down and mm-hmm. like you know the ship that's you, so cool yeah, yeah that's the best part you gotta follow the action as the player uh, yeah uh, the speakers are either dead or kidnapped we yeah. don't really know what happened there and uh, that's really really intriguing to me to see what what they're gonna do and the Cryptarch where's the Cryptarch he's also some, some people thought they saw him in uh, the village where you gonna go that. where Hawthorne is yeah in so, the back yeah. getting ramen. I mean, overall, I think that I think that what surprised me the most was that the cinematics, the cinematic feel of the cinematics, led into the gameplay in a really organic way. Yes. Like Destiny's cinematics have always been really cool and really cinematic, and they tell this great story and have awesome action, but that never really translated to what you're doing in the game. Mm-hmm. But it seems like it does in that first mission. Oh, like yeah. from the moment you land yeah. there, stuff's hitting the fan. Uh, you're looking around. There's a lot of stuff Good to like save. a lot of information that you're uh, a lot of stimulation information coming from everywhere that you kind of have to process. And mm-hmm. it gives it a very fren- frenetic feel. And then around every corner, Frantic. there's something happening that is really interesting. So like you go from one Vanguard to a core array, like yeah. taking out that ship. And then you see K. Oh, it's just so cool, man. Yeah. And it's a good reminder for everyone. The homecoming was one, not the first mission. Uh, it's somewhere into the game. Oh, wow. And secondarily. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That was in our very long interview. Um, but secondarily, youtube.com slash fireteam chat. That's also like you very, you see these vertical slices that they call them. It's not exactly how it plays out. So where certain things happen, there may be things in between. Yeah. And, like, guess what? Yeah. You probably don't start with your new supers. Yeah. Yeah. You don't. Well, I, yeah. I mean, I'm pretty confident. Well, well you, you're not sure because yeah, they could know. get taken away yeah. after that point. Yeah. Well, let's yeah. Re- yeah. But, but I know what you're talking about. The moment, like, cause when I played it, yeah, I definitely didn't play it the same way they played it to show it to us. And mm-hmm. again, when they're doing that, I broke my demo. I always break demos. Yeah. And, but that's good though. It's yeah. like, but you needed to see in the context, like seeing the Ark Strider and seeing the Sentinel Titan. That's why they do that. But I know what you're saying. No, they when should I jumped that, into it. Should. Yeah, I know what you're saying. When I jumped into it, I played it very differently than, oh, hey, when's this guy going to activate a super? We're just going to frame this up perfectly. Yeah. Like, I again, played looking it back at it. Exactly like they did. No, you did not, Destin. I was watching you. <laughs> you died. Yeah. That's okay. But it no, is fun. Yeah, it is really fun. Yeah, yeah. Again, I'm not oh, knocking – threw me the, off the ledge. Yeah. The way they do that demo, you you can't confuse the audience. You have to do it. I just mean it would be nice if someone figured out how to do a little more like – that's a frantic yeah. scene, you know? Okay, um, Mr. Director. But I'm kind of a video guy. I know he's a yeah. video guy. I, 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 I thought I it, was it was great. Perfect. Yeah, because – It was great. When, perfect when, you come, when you come into it, you there's a lot of stuff bungee. happening. It was awesome. I told you, you I got needed, chills. Yeah, you needed that. So why would you ask them to do it I got chills. They should change everything. Exactly. <laughs> I oh, know what you're saying. When you get behind the controller. <laughs> you said it's perfect and it gave you chills and you're I talking to change it. 
<laughs> I'm Sorry. saying that it's 99.9 from your gameplay things. All right, I'm going to make it more clear. <laughs> as we direct these gameplay demos from behind the gun when that you're supposed to be the the guardian, I would like to see a little more of how they would be looking, not how someone on a stage would be slowly yeah. panning. I get it, I get it. And it's a super minor comment. I, I'm not taking away from what they've seen. <laughs> um, I just had to laugh at how it's like every demo at E3, wait yes. for them in two weeks. Yeah. That's exactly what they do. When you watch um, it back a second time, I admit, I did feel I mean, that same the thing way is, also. It's for the audience. It is, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. You needed so to showcase the gameplay moments. to give people an idea of what it could be. Yeah. You can get a little more video direction in there, and it could be a little cooler is all that I'm saying. <laughs> okay? It's awesome. Let's talk about some of the other go, events. So what got me what got me the most excited was definitely uh, Steve Cotton. He comes up on stage. He's talking yeah. about the exploration of each world. The map looks huge. Yeah. There's ton to see, ton to go and find. And uh, that's really exciting to me, like the new uh, dungeons that you can find and get. Uh, lost prob- sectors. Lost yeah, sectors. lost sectors. Uh, that kind of stuff is really, really interesting to me. No more going to orbit. You can just yes. pop out your ghost while you're on the ground and go where you need to map go. To map. Yeah. And we didn't get map. to see that, though. Do you have a, a good sense of... You like, pop out your ghost when you're on the ground and you say, I want to go to the moon. You go straight to the moon. You don't have to go to orbit, then go to the oh, moon. Oh, that, yes. yes. Yeah. What I was getting at is in our interview, they talked about adventures. You know, mm-hmm. going to, the, That's a certain type of quest. And then there's a the lot of sectors. And they were like, basically saying in the middle of the campaign, you're going to get these like notifications. Yeah. But they described it as... Hawthorne you, needs your help. Go but, get her 14 chickens. Yeah. But what I thought was interesting <laughs> is... Zelda. Please don't be missions like that. <laughs> yeah. Because we haven't seen the game outside of the tower mm-hmm. in gameplay yet. Yeah. So they described it as, like, and I'm thinking back to, like, Mars. They were like, oh, and you'll, like, get this notification, and maybe if I go over there, over that hill... That's not verbatim, but it was something like that. And I'm like, wait, are they saying it might be more like that? Where I'm like... On the campaign, but like, could I veer off to some things? Or yes, I, I was that's wondering. What I yeah. Think yeah. Was gonna be. Or do I need to like load out of that into the next thing? Um, but that's no, really you interesting. You wouldn't that, load out. It, would, it happens to. in the world. You're going to be exploring the world, and yeah. there's going to be tons of options for stuff to do. They showed it on the map. They're, they're like things will pop up. But, Public events have cooldown timers. Yeah, yeah. But you get my point about how um, directed the ga- the campaign is. Like, look at the tower. Yeah. I Meaning, when you think about like going, it's very linear. Yeah. So I'm trying to imagine how they keep that level up. Um, but yeah, I think they'll put you in the hallways and in certain things. You can pop out into the world. Well, the mode he was together. talking about was not during the campaign. It was during the exploration. Right. Like right now, if we were in the Cosmodrome. And something was happening, it would direct no, us to it. This was a response to, I said, how long will the campaign missions be? Yeah. The story. And they said, well, you're going to get these notifications and you're going to be able to like go over here and be mm-hmm. distracted. We don't think people are just going to do all the story and cutscenes at once. Right. And that's what I was trying to So imagine. the question you're saying is, do you need to yeah, potentially how- do some strike things in order to advance further in the campaign? No, no, no. Maybe. They- or you had to in D1. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. In, in other words, what I heard was you can just power through everything if you want mm-hmm. as a story. This this there's gonna be like a main probably right the starred missions are the yeah. main ones yeah but um they were just saying you're gonna get these notifications in the middle of it and i think it's probably both maybe you can stay in the world and as so you think- finish the strike or the mission you can pop out in your sparrow and go somewhere else think- in real time or you can load over to maybe a farther place is what i was thinking about think about yeah. destiny one there's a bunch of missions you actually don't have to do during the mm-hmm. main campaign but you would have to go to orbit then go back to that mission now yeah. now they just kind of happen they're like hey you can go investigate this either now or later that's what i'm wondering though is do i have to go through a load screen for that to happen 
happen. No, because it's happening in the same space. Yeah, I think that would be awesome if that's how it works, is what I'm saying. It it seems like there's, like, also way markers and points Mm -hmm. you can load up different places in the map, they were saying, as well, too. So rather than, you know, every time you drop into the Cosmodrome, you just drop in the same spot, you could pick different areas, it seems like, now to drop into. My my only question is, can I teleport there, or do I need to walk there? That's what I'm saying. So in other words, if if I'm... on Venus, and I just want to go to the Nexus today. Mm-hmm. You got to go to orbit and load into it. Well, that's gone. The, going the orbit part is, but yeah. my question is, do you still have to load into it? Does it probably? Have to up? You I, don't know. Pro- I mean, I don't know yeah. how you would automatically teleport that. That'd be really interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we can actually talk about an update from Bungie about some of their infrastructure. Mm. So, Bungie. Bungie wrote on their blog this week that they had uh, some details about dedicated servers. So here's what Matt – I'm calling him uh, – I don't know how to say his last name. Where was it? Just use the first Sugar? Letter. Sugar. I'm calling him Matt Sugar. Sounds like a nice guy. So he's the engineering lead on Destiny 2, and he talked a little bit about dedicated servers. So here's what Matt from Bungie had to say. We've seen a lot of people asking about how the networking model works for Destiny 2. Many are concerned by our announcement last week that Destiny 2 doesn't have dedicated servers. While that's useful shorthand, the full answer is more complex because Destiny has a unique networking model. Rest assured that we're doing a lot of testing right now with players all around the world and working hard to make sure that your experience is going smooth on launch day. So why no dedicated servers? He elaborates. Every activity in Destiny 2 is hosted by one of our servers. That means you will never again suffer a host migration during your raid attempt or trials match. This differs from Destiny 1, where these hosting duties were performed by player consoles and only script and mission logic ran in the data center. To understand the foundation on which we're building, check out a Destiny 1 presentation from GDC Using the terms from this talk, in Destiny 2, both the mission host and physics host will run in our data centers. So that's some really, really interesting stuff. In response to probably an interview by a couple guys on stage. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Who asked that yeah. question, I guess. Yeah. Epic subtweet. I don't, yeah. <laughs> I don't think we're the only ones that asked. I just no. think we Everybody was asking about dedicated the answer. It was a huge uh, community yeah. ask. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. Um, so, yeah. Now, I think everyone's seeing the same thing. Like they said in their wait, it is a dedicated server because it's their yeah. server. Well, dedicated servers, as he says, refer to pure client-server networking models. Destiny 2 uses a hybrid of client-server and peer-to-peer technology, just like Destiny 1. The server is authoritative over how the game progresses, and each player is authoritative over their own movement and abilities. This allows us to give players the feeling of immediacy in all their moving and shooting, no matter where they live and no matter where they choose to and who they choose right. to play with. And yes, so I think we're gonna, just going to have to play it and hear more about it to know mm-hmm. really, you know, how does it work? Does it work? I don't know if at E3 we would be able to experience that yet. But what I did hear from that, I think the key is the physics host. So that's where you get a lot of like, I punched this dude. Shot walls. I shot yeah. this thing. Yeah. And like they're synced over on like we're here in San Francisco and you're out in New York and the pings are different. Yeah. And like that's happening in a different way for different people. And so it sounds to me like they're trying to sync more of that up in the physics host part of it. That's what I'm hearing. So maybe it will reduce some of those issues. Yeah. And Sean and I, we were, we I were talking know. about tick rate and all that stuff and just from doing some research. What's tick rate? So tick rate is the essentially how many times a screen like refreshes packets almost per you know 
minute or whatever or per second. It's basically how fast your client is interfacing with the server. Right. Okay. And there's a lot of other ones like Overwatch and Halo. I think they're mostly at 60. And mm-hmm. then you're saying even, Sean, like the PC higher Yeah, so like in, Counter Strikes, in Counter-Strike, regular competitive 5v5 matchmaking is 64 tick rate. And everyone yeah. says that's not enough. Yeah. Like everyone wants 128 because what will happen is – You'll fire, and in Counter-Strike, it's really important because the difference between landing two shots and three shots is a kill or surviving. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So if you have one shot that doesn't register, mm-hmm. and it's because it's a tick rate-related thing, when you know you landed it, it gets really, really frustrating. And I don't know how you found this out, but supposedly Destiny 1's tick rate is 10. As some, some people are saying between 10 and 15, so that's the reason you're trading a lot, or you're behind a wall yeah, because and it's it, updating like mm-hmm. once every three, se- three milliseconds. What's your source for that? Um, there's there's two or three people on Reddit, um, and I can't remember. There was confirmed by a few places where, yeah, they were comparing all kinds of tick rates because even Overwatch is basically like, you know, hey, it used to be this, and now it's 60. And they, you know, that's been the main reason why people Yeah, love but the it's basically like, have you ever died, and then you know that you were behind a wall, and yeah. then your orb on your screen is Happens, even behind that I wall? I get sniped all yeah. the time that's cause after I've taken cover behind a wall. Like, I'm still alive, and then yeah. I'm dead. Yeah, because that's, that's, that's that because your, the client, your client's actions aren't refreshing with the server fast yeah. enough in order to show that that information is accurate for the other player. So mm, yeah. on that player's screen, you you didn't make it behind the wall, yeah. but that's because the tick rate isn't high enough for both of those players' clients yeah, and the, the server. Yeah. Interesting. Back and forth, yeah. And you it's really weird t- because yeah, high high Halo 5, I mean, they've done a really good job with Halo. It's the reason why people like playing Halo 5 with its accuracy online, right? Like yeah. Because it's, it's, it's dedicated servers as well, right? Yeah. And yeah, that's so. really important. Again, for multiplayer specifically. And that's why it's different with Destiny. Like, I didn't, aside from some lag issues and some, like, lag switching errors and stuff, I've never yeah. really had too but much of an issue with guys. it in yeah. Destiny. Mm-hmm. But I can totally understand how if Destiny plans to have a m- very f- multiplayer-focused approach in Destiny mm-hmm. 2, that some of these things would need to be addressed. That's a good point. That's actually a really good segue into CJ's topic. Fran uh, wanted oh, to say something go. first, though. I feel like we're still not addressing the answer, which is we're not investing in dedicated servers, though. But so I just want to at least react to that for a new technology. Um, I would have loved to have so dedica- dedicated no, but specifically servers. Specifically, the word we're not investing was the buzzword. Yeah, that was the wrong right? word. Yeah. You know, and, like, and that, look, that's high pressure situation. Like, yeah. dude, they were fried. No, you for know, sure. I understand that. But all yeah. I'm saying is, like, I think people reacted to, wait, you just don't want to buy them, and mm-hmm. that you get it, but you don't want to buy them. Yeah. But then they Why didn't have this. Are we trying to save money? Nope. We invested heavily in new server infrastructure for Destiny yes. 2, including using cloud servers for gameplay for the first time. We really believe this is the best model for all of Destiny 2's very cooperative and competitive experiences. Engineering will always involve trade-offs and cost-benefit analysis, but as a team, we've no, got no regrets about the unique technology we built for Destiny 2. So right. they built tech for D2 yeah, so sure, using P2P. And that's the reason it's really – Destiny 2 is a very specific model is because you're not just – you're not just individual players or groups of players connecting to a server to yeah. do one match. You're going from activity to activity, from world to world, mm-hmm. and all of these things are being controlled in different ways on Bungie's back end. So it requires a little bit more of a different model. I felt satisfied with the the explanation that was given in the Bungie Weekly yeah. update. How mm-hmm. do you guys feel like like yes? That's of what course, I wanted to address. Like, of course yeah. we would all love dedicated servers. But thinking about the technical challenges that they have, I'm like, you know what? I, I think I can like lay off a little bit on this one. 
Yeah, and like that's all I want to say is like it is still a big question to be answered. I think there's an expectation of how great dedicated service can be, mm-hmm. and that sort of tends to be the best way to do it. But great. their answer at least was <laughs> in the right direction. But I do think it's still it's very important. Like mm, we won't know it until we play it. And what exactly. I would say is I hope they are very open to still this conversation um, because if it's not what it could be from an investment level or whatever it is, then I really hope for a game that is looking as strong as it is mm-hmm. that they're open to it. And even just talking about that process more, I think, would really help all of us as a community to I'm, gl- I'm glad they're willing to talk about it in this yeah. update even. And yeah. like you said, we won't know until we actually get hands-on yeah. and play it. My question was when I heard no dedicated servers, I'm just like – it's going to be the same as what we thought. It's going to right, be the yeah. same, and how is this game going to be played on a competitive level? It's coming to PC. We all thought, oh, we're going to see Destiny competing, Destiny players competing worldwide, and it's going to go crazy. Then we heard no private matches, no dedicated service. I'm like, so well. So that was the most interesting thing to me. It was the first thing I said to Doug, and I would go, with this game coming to PC, that immediately means dedicated servers, right? And he goes, yep, basically. And then mm-hmm. when I saw that was not confirmed, <laughs> no. I yeah. look, I immediately slagged Doug, and he turned around and he goes, what? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Because like, that was kind so, of a yeah. It's a surprise. So don't you know? knock it and, till you try it. I agree, yeah. by the way. Yeah, and it was great that Mark and Luke were there to talk with us about those things. I think, yeah, that the investment word was just the wrong word. Like, if he had a word and said, you know, well, we've actually invested in a different type of infrastructure based on yeah. what Destiny is, because mm-hmm. it's not just PvP. There's, like, PvE. Totally. There's a bunch of AI. There's a bunch of new things that could be happening in the game that we don't know about yet. And it's not potentially maybe as easy as everybody thinks, like from just the PDP. It's not there, easy, yeah, I don't point. think. I haven't tried Well, no, it, I know, but that's what I, don't I mean. Think it's very but easy. everybody comparing them to mm-hmm. games are mostly yeah. games that are, uh, you know, structured differently. Structured differently, mm-hmm. right. Where it's like you have like a campaign, you have like this open shared world, yeah. you have like PvP. So, what, one thing we do know is are some, are some of the changes coming to PvP? And CJ, you've actually collected a bunch of notes, so that yeah. would be a good time to bring it up. It's a great segue now. Let's, let's chat about it. <laughs> PvP. So some sweeping That's all changes. we have time for. Just kidding. All right. Okay. Thanks, guys. Um, no, some of the biggest changes, obviously, and I'll just go over uh, the big group and then we can each talk about them. A 4v4 across all game modes. Yeah. That was a Everybody's huge surprise. Everybody's like, where's Rumble? It makes even no sense. Trials. Probably. Yep. No, no, they confirmed that. They yeah, confirmed they trials. So now this, this basic question is, is there potentially, you know, going to be more games down the line? So right now at launch, that's what they're confirming. So obviously it seems odd that there'd be no bigger teams than four. There'd be no individual rumble matches. There's going to be no potential six, you know, be six classic control, right? So they, yeah. So what do you feel about that? Good or bad? Well, they did actually mention this alongside the networking comment, remember? So I don't know if that was like a focus, but they talked about having fewer players out there would mm-hmm. help. The networking. Yeah. So that could be one reason why they're just trying to keep it totally consistent. Yeah. Um, but in general, like, I think that's great. Like, I love trials. And so I think that competitiveness, that you're not always getting shot in the back of the head by somebody, like, who knows where. Like, mm-hmm. reducing the amount of players sounds great to me. And they have increased the time to kill. I don't know if that's on your list. But yeah, I think yeah. That, well, what I've played seems great so far. But it was the countdown mode. So, so we'll see how it translates. Mm-hmm. The one mode we played, Countdown, was was pretty fun. I'm sad to hear that all modes are 4v4. Yeah. I, like, I don't want to play Control 4v4. I really? like the way it was. It was 8v8, right? 6v6. Yeah. 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 I was about to say, in some modes, I think 6v6 works better. Like, I can't really imagine Rift being good 4v4 or Control well, being... Well, let's just... Rift. Yeah. Because you need... <laughs> yeah. Because really like let's it. say if Control, if control, control. stays... If control stays the way it is in terms of size mm-hmm. and speed, uh, you kind of need two players to defend a push against each site. Mm-hmm. And if there's three sites, 
That means one will always be ah. undefended. Yeah, I just like point. being able to play big team battle and stuff but like so, that, and we just don't get that option now. It's a bummer. So that brings up a bunch of different questions. It's like maybe they can make the maps focus specifically for a bunch of different game types. They if talked about do, that. If they, you know, they want if, to. From a map design standpoint. But mm-hmm. again... You if know, it was 4v4, 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 that would be fun, but we're not going to get that. Halo only, 2 did that. I mean, yeah. so there's all these And it was awesome. And it doubles. was good. Yeah. So you yeah. think about those larger maps, the smaller maps. I mean, from a competitive standpoint, I think obviously a lot of the pros and the competitive people who are going to play Destiny are excited. From a casual standpoint, yeah, we all said, hey, will there be vehicles? Will there be big team maps? I'm actually really surprised that there isn't. Like that, I was not expecting them to come out of the gate and say that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think 4v4 and... I think 4v4 is the sweet spot for any competitive mm-hmm. team based arena mode. Of course, yeah, I agree with But kind of what I liked Destiny for was its variation. was like, it's not all like that, right? You have trials for the super hardcore. You mm-hmm. have control, which is a very active but team-based objective focus mode. That clash. Even Rift is like fun. Yeah, I mean, mm-hmm. Rift is your classic just Slayer, Team Slayer, mm-hmm. right? And even that's still 6v6 because it just feels more active. I worry that, again... If the map size has changed, this could address that very well, mm-hmm. right? But as the maps are pretty big as they are right now, and mm-hmm. with less players, it feels like maybe you'll spend a lot of time running around looking for people. P- but that's P, just so people know, is going to feel very different yes. because of that time oh, to yeah. kill thing Fran brought up. Yeah. It does not it, play the same. You have to play more cautiously. The map, the one map we've seen was smaller. It was yeah. much more intense. Yeah. Yeah. I, it, but yeah, I, to really stress that point, they made a note about we are really thinking about designing around the game mode. And the number of players in there. That was like the ideal. And like what I heard from that too, though, I'm like, well, I don't know how you're going to have trials and all this and not reuse maps. But I think what they're looking at is grouping certain map types into certain modes as best Mm -hmm. they can. Um, And so I know that they've even tried that with some of the rotations in Destiny. But uh, I I feel good about that, meaning they know it's 4v4. They're not going to pull the – what's that called? First Light? Um, Yeah. 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 They're not going to pull that mistake. Whatever happened there, we'll never know. I guess it was an experiment, but man, that one didn't work out. I don't think we're going to encounter situations like that, but uh, absolutely, I'd love a 6v6 mode, but like that's where I go down this route of like, I mean, I want everything, mm-hmm, but yeah. I like how 4v4 is sounding, uh, and especially as someone who plays a ton of Trials, I like the intensity of it, and I actually, in 6s, te- I hate, there's so many nades, getting shot in the back of the head all the time, and Destin, you can make jokes about how bad I am or whatever. That's not it. There's too much. Fran complaining there about shoulder go. charges No, that really is. I'm like, shocked. Oh, yeah. Did you guys ask about the radar? Yes. Uh, so there With was. It being slower or what? It being better. Yeah, so I don't know if you asked about it. I, other people did online. I can't, again, I gotta confirm sources. That's something, because I've watched a number of videos where they said this, where, there's a bunch of people saying it, so I think it's fairly accurate that the radar Sources. is not as far as the current radar in Destiny uh, One. So, but does it still work the same way? Yeah. Uh, it's similar, yes. It's divided yeah. into like quadrants. It's divided into quadrants, yeah. And yeah. as you get closer, but the range of it is a lot. Okay. Yeah, I mean, because I, mean, I know what you're. I've been a for very Halo. vocal critic. Yeah, you don't the, like how of far the radar in picks many out. times. I would say it's not even that the radar doesn't help me it's like it often very actively works against me right like have you ever just been in pvp and you look at your radar and it's blinking like there's a red dot right on you Mm -hmm. so someone's literally right next to you you spin around yeah yeah yeah, and there's no one to be found (laughs) yeah and you're like and then you just get ran under you or yeah or you just get punched in the face and you're like okay that's cool or 
you you see uh, on the edge of your radar a ping, and you're like, oh, someone's in this direction, and then you turn, and they're literally like five feet in front of you, and you're like, oh, my God, like way <laughs> yeah. closer. That whole point, that whole middle section where they're not on the edge of the radar and it's not blinking in the middle, that could be anywhere from like five feet yeah. to 50 feet. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh, it's different now. You're still going to encounter those problems, by the way, <sighs> the way it's designed. But I think Just do the halo radar. <laughs> but I think it's a lot yeah. about the total distance. Yeah, you're not picking up like where people are um, in vast distances. I didn't feel that. It's good. Yeah. I didn't really notice it till you said it. And, and talking to a couple pros, they would still like to see where it's like if you're potentially walking or anything like that, you're not on the radar. Yeah. If you Which sprint is it or jump, then you, light up. then you should light up. So, I mean, who knows? And, and it's obviously not fine. Yeah, like so in, we're talking about. Just is. again, in Halo, if you're not moving or if you're crouch walking yeah. or even just walking very slowly, you're not on the radar. But as soon as you run, jump, uh, dive, or shoot, you're on the radar. What about yeah. teabagging? Does that show up? <laughs> <laughs> Probably. Just give us a rapid fire. Uh, what what else you want to hit on, CJ? Yeah, last couple major ones. This one affects PvP as well as, obviously, the rest of the game. is the gun system. So you pretty much have two primary yeah. weapons now, and you have a heavy, which, you know, having that translate mm-hmm. over to... And heavy sniper, rocket launcher, fusion rifles. Yes. Uh, Fusions power power heavy weapons. Fusions yes. and heavy, yeah. Power weapons, they're calling them now. The odd thing is, and, and again, we saw some footage, or we got a chance to play, and I saw footage back where I don't know how many times I picked up a green box and thought it was sniper ammo. And yeah. I was like, and I'm still <laughs> empty in my clip, and everybody's like, that, who's this dude playing? This guy sucks. And I'm like, I thought I picked up a that's sniper. hard to, like, train <laughs> your brain. Really you got to get a purple to use your sniper. And Change you the color, spongy. Yeah. I can't tell you how many times I just like quickly double tapped or tapped to get to the the sniper or whatever. I'm like, oh, I gotta hold it now. Like, yep. it's just really... put on colorblind mode, and all the colors will be different. <laughs> yeah. 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 Oh my god! So that that's gonna change. They said uh, even elemental damage I like it. now. Yeah, it's it's good overall. I think yeah, when you have a super like supers in general are mostly roaming supers now. So now fist of havoc is fists of havoc. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You can you know you can't panic slam. And yeah. uh, miss anymore on the first one. You can slam and then run around and slam again. Um, really? I, yeah. Yeah. Well, there's a bunch of you like, can set your striker changes. titans so that he has Whoa. shoulder charge with slam. Yeah. And like you have the shoulder charge ability. that the the hammer titan has right now. Yeah. Yeah, there's a yeah. bunch it's, of It was so changes. fun yeah. to play with that That sounds film. cool. Yeah, yeah it's really So I'm cool. like, do, 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 slam, yeah. <laughs> you know. But how you play the game and when you now pick up power weapons, if you actually watch the kill notification uh, you know, area on the left where it says you've killed so-and-so, when you pick up a power weapon, I'm saying that because it's not heavy anymore. It's broadcasted. It, it's broadcasted there. Yeah. So it says video oh, guy I like picked up rocket launcher at area this. And it oh, actually. Wow. Wow. It tells, tells you people. where so you're you like, come get some. Yeah, what weapon you had, huh. if you had a sniper fusion. So there's a lot more information that you have to process how to be tactical in the game. So that's really good. <laughs> Anything else you want to hit on? Uh, yeah, last biggest thing is obviously, yeah, the abilities. Having a hunter and having shade step, like I think I actually forgot it uh, oh, a few God. times. Like Kept golden, so golden. golden gun, sorry, yeah. yes, yeah. Uh, as that uh, you know ability. The other thing that's odd that I kind of don't really like is that, at least for the hunter, Warlocks and Titan have like you know Titans have the barrier. Warlocks have the regen pool, which is mm-hmm. really neat. Yeah, which is the awesome. hunter just kind of has like shade step in and reloads my weapon. That doesn't help my team. Well, that's one subclass. We right. we were only able to try well, yeah. one subclass What's the across Titan's the board. Ability? I didn't. Uh, on the arc, it's the shield that comes up with the mm-hmm. big shield wall. More oh, yeah. right, right, You go right. pop, and it's like this white shield yeah. that protects you. But that you. benefits, like, everybody. Mm-hmm. As a hunter, it's like, oh, I'm getting shot. Whoosh, 
Shade step. Oh, that didn't affect right. you. Didn't affect you. And now I'm Again, dead. One. That's only <laughs> yeah, one self classability that we've seen. But it yes. allows you to get farther out there and lead the pack, right? Potentially, or yes. sneak around, which is kind of like a hunter thing. Um, yeah. He's just saying he hopes there's yeah. a group beneficial ability I, on one of the other subclasses. I think yes. he probably would see. I that, hope right? there's a selfish jerk subclass option for the Titan <laughs> and Warlock. So that I can be a selfish jerk. More yeah. so than there already is. <laughs> yeah. Smash, yeah. knee, everything. Yeah. The but yeah, no, I mean, OP. it's going to be really interesting having those, yeah, like regening or increasing attack power, like the Warlock can do both of those. Mm-hmm. And just like having a little, I mean, it is a little more Overwatchy in that aspect where there's a, it's not a ton of those powers, but it's just enough to kind of mix it up where it's like, you know, around, come around me yeah. and get some defense before yeah. you head out. Could be very interesting to see how people dive that, into those. That could reg- also be game breaking in some aspects, but yeah. it's too early to say. That regen pool is a huge advantage. Yeah. Like it really, really helps you out. Yeah. So yeah. Th- those are the main ones. I think the only other details about it, um, stuff like when you're being revived, if you take damage, the wheel resets. That's something. That? That's something we noticed in trials this weekend. Now, when you get tagged with a grenade, oh, it, se- yeah. it seemed like I can't confirm this, but it yeah. seemed like because it happened three or four, or five times yeah. when we were playing trials. I'm doing a revive. I get tagged with a grenade. Revive stops. Yeah. And in Destiny 2, that's actually a mechanic they're implementing yes. where they want you to finish the encounter and then get the revive. Oh, right. so you can well, stop revive yeah. with a grenade? No, or you, in general, damage. taking damage. Yeah. Oh, wow. So if you're trying Which to res somebody, the way you're it always should have been. No. Because there were wow. times when, like, in Trials, you'd get a pick, right? And yeah. then when you get a pick, you push onto that orb so that they can't quick revive them. But yeah. even then, if they were fast or they had an overshield, they could just... Run by the yeah. orb and yeah. quick yeah. rise them as they're taking the damage and yeah. get it. Like, then you yeah. both have overshield. And yeah. I think but I even, like that. Gameplay slowed down so much with even just that one yeah. little thing. And already the time to kill is increased. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Multiplayer is you need to play careful and you need to Very be tactical. mindful about your tactics. Yeah. yeah, 100%. That was the biggest one. The only other one, same thing, it was heavier power you know, power when yeah. you pick it up i think it's the same thing the, the wheel resets if you're taking damage mm-hmm. so they're trying to make sure that every time you are in an area where you're picking up a power weapon or a teammate mm-hmm. uh, and revive token at least in this countdown mode you cannot unlimitedly revive everybody mm-hmm. so you can revive somebody once if you die you lose the token so it, so it's one of those things they're very much encouraging you to die less yep. <laughs> and potentially how you use that token. Say if your best player on your team is dead and there's a noob on your team, who are you reviving? Yeah. You're going to make sure yeah. to, to play a little bit more strategically. Mm-hmm. Um, last big one is the fact that do we know if the, the power weapons when you kill somebody drops? That was a good question. And I don't know. You know how when you, have, mm-hmm. you know how when you have the ammo, like the sword guy. If he if you kill a sword guy, like he usually drops a little brick, right? Mm-hmm. Like on his person. I hope that that happens because in Halo Two, biggest issue was when you saw somebody pick up a sniper weapon. You're like, oh, I'm going to kill them. That weapon's going to drop. Mm-hmm. I can get mm-hmm. that. Now it's like if you kill the person who's got the power weapon, and there's no additional way for you to get that ammo. Yeah, it sucks that you're just going to be waiting there for another like sixty seconds, ninety seconds to get it. Like I still don't understand their wanting to eliminate mm-hmm. all. Yeah, like why can't you weapons? hunt someone down for the remaining ammo? Yeah, kind of what you're saying. Yeah, so exactly. just drops in general. We didn't see engrams. We didn't get no. armor rewards at the end of matches. We weren't yeah. able to inspect our gear. There's a ton of questions left on the table about Destiny Two. Yeah, thank you, CJ. For your PvP notes, yeah, we actually need to wrap ones. it up for the day. Uh, there's a ton more to cover, and we're going to be back next week, Friday, with another Fire Team chat right here at IGN. We're in full E3 planning mode, so expect a lot there. Obviously, IGN.com is going to be a pl- the place to be for all of your E3 needs. Yeah. Uh, 
Yeah. Uh, if you listen to the audio version, please leave us a review as it helps us grow. And anything else we should hit on, Fran? I would just really reinforce that like, E3 is coming. It kicks yeah, off uh, June 10th around 11 a.m. on IGN Live, and we are on like every platform possible out there. But just check Xbox, out IGN. Xbox, your iPhone. Yeah. Check out IGN.com slash E3 for that info. But um, we have a live show that's running from Saturday all the way through Thursday, and it's just going to be action-packed. And I'm sure there will be some Destiny I hope so. so. Yeah, I'm sure there will be. <laughs> yeah. So, and I'm a special excited. special thank you for all the creators uh, who were involved in helping oh, yeah. us make a video. Oh actually, yeah, that, did last that was really time. fun. Yeah, it was a really good video. And yeah, just, and it's good to see everybody. Yeah, yeah. it's nice. Yeah. That that piece is on Fireteam Chat right now. Yes. Right? So be yeah. sure to check out YouTube.com/slash Fireteam Chat or on IGN under our show page for Fireteam Chat. But a really cool community piece where they all reacted. But what I really liked about that piece, which CJ edited and produced, it was awesome. Thanks, um, man. You got to hear like about their favorite powers and stuff mm-hmm. that they're into, and we you get to see all that. It's a really mm-hmm. nice piece so be sure to check it out and sean thank you for producing the pre and post show yeah, absolutely man. it was great. a pleasure yeah, a lot yeah. Of fun. Great. definitely all right that's all we have time for today thank you guardians for joining us and until next time guardians, guardians out, out. Hey there, it's Rachel Ballinger, and I am extremely excited to invite you to Rachel Uncensored. It's my podcast where I sit down and get real with my friends and celebrity guests where we talk about all sorts of topics, and sometimes we might be under the influence when we do so. We cover things from personal stories to hot-button issues, and it's the only place on the internet you can find an uncensored version of me. It's a side of me that you might not have seen before because it's not the most family or brand friendly. But don't worry, I'm still sort of slightly a decent human being. If you're intrigued, then make sure you check it out. New episodes drop every Wednesday. You can find it on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Trust me, you won't want to miss out on the fun and candid conversations we have here on Rachel Uncensored.